So, Mrs. Tango. We've taken our show on the road. And we're going to do something we've never done before. We did this one time before with... We have never interviewed a couple that we've never really met before. Oh, that's true. So, you guys are all going to meet Corey and Jen E. (laughs) Jenny. See how well we know them? (laughs) At the same time, we get to know them. And I bet you've never done a podcast right after eating ribs. Those were amazing ribs. So we, 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 we have very good high-end whiskey, rye, and what are you drinking? I have switched over to, what else, Tito's. On the rocks. On the rocks. In a dirty glass. In a dirty glass. <laughs> Jenny, but, Jenny has joined me in drinking Tito's. Hers is a fancy pink. I have no idea what it is, but it's, it's pink. Good. It's pink. She's drinking a fancy pink drink. So tonight, you're going to get to know Corey and Jenny at about the same time we do. And today is Saturday, July 6th, and you are listening to Two or More to Tango. you know that this podcast episode will be a little longer than it normally is for us. We had a really good time talking with Corey and Jenny, and after about the second question, we threw our outline out the window, and we just went where the conversation took us. We did not expect for the entire podcast to be on the topic of BDSM. That's not normally us, right? It is not. We have talked about... But it could be. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> but uh, we've talked about on Mrs. Tango's list, we've always kind of joked a little bit about just a little bit of flogging just to see what it's like. We know the answer to that now. Yeah, and you're going you're gonna to hear more of that later, but... What we didn't expect, we were just going to do a, a standard podcast interview this couple that that we've met online and have our standard set of questions for couples like we normally do. And as Mr. Tango said, once they got into their story, we threw everything away. They are very candid. They're funny. They sometimes open themselves up to be emotionally fairly raw. They have shared some things that, again, were were very, very candid. And we were honored that they were that real with us, that they felt the trust. So I will say before we, we move into the full interview, if you're in the lifestyle, if you are full swap, soft swap, the standard quote-unquote swinger, whatever that may be, my guess is that your conception of the BDSM world, very much like ours after years, including going in and watching and talking with people, our guess is you're probably wrong about what that whole thing is about. Keep your eyes wide. 
So tonight, uh, we came up north. We have we had met Jenny and Corey online in a chat room for folks that are going to Naughty in New Orleans. And we found out that they live not far from where we do. And so we were served a marvelous dinner of ribs and other good stuff that Corey cooked. You apparently like to cook. I love to cook. And some really high-end whiskey. And so we're all set tonight. So Mm -hmm. what we wanted to do is want to get to know you two. And introduce you to some of our listeners. Yep. And uh, I will start with... uh, Why don't you introduce yourselves and say... Tell us a little bit about us. us. Ladies first. So I'm Jenny. Um, microphone. Okay. I'm Jenny. I, um, Corey and I had been dating for about a year and a half, and we just got married one week ago Saturday, today, a week ago in Vegas, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, we are... We're kinky people in every moment of our life. Don't tell them that part. <laughs> and I kind of stalked Mr. Tango, and I <laughs> saw him on the chat, and I'm like, oh, my God, I really like their podcast. I want to say hi. I totally fangirled it. <laughs> <laughs> and then your picture that he posted, and you were in hardly nothing, and I'm like, okay, we really need to get to know them. And you guys... I did not post a picture of myself in Harlem. No. no. <laughs> you posted a picture of the beautiful Mrs. Tango. Do you want a picture? Um, she was leaning back. It was in a lingerie item. It was sheer on the top. I yeah. remember that part. It was sheer. I'm wearing that blue night at Naughty in New Orleans. I will be able to see it in person then. <laughs> Up close and personal. Very, very, very. And so we... Um, my fangirl moment happened, and I'm like, hey, Corey, I reached out, and they might come visit us. <laughs> and we've been chatting with y'all for a while. For a while, and just life got in the way, and tonight was the perfect night to meet. Yep. So, You uh, talked about getting married in Vegas, mm-hmm. and you're on your one-week anniversary. What's the one-week anniversary? Um, ribs. Ribs. So you, you're having your rib anniversary tonight, right? We are. We are. Talk um, about your wedding in, in Las Vegas. Um, in February, we went to meet and greet for a podcast and ha- met some fantastic, wonderful people in the lifestyle. And then in March, Corey and I did a video cast with a different podcast. And You can, he, you can mention them. They're oh, friends. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones. And Corey... Uh, proposed to me in the video cast. I actually lied, straight up lied to her because she asked me, because we had the video podcast thing set up for for weeks and actually months even. She asked me, are you going to ask me to marry? Are you going to ask me to marry you on the video cast? No, babe. There's no way I would do that. That is way too personal. You you know me better than that. And so the funny thing is, I actually, well, yeah, I totally lied. And honesty is supposed to be the very basic (laughs) fundamental thing of our relationship, except for good things. Um, So I actually wrote her a song and played the song for her at the very end of that video cast. And she was, and 
the best part was I had told her I was writing a song for someone else. And so she thought I was playing that person's song until like the f- middle of the second verse. She's like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> I was so, okay, the day before I had surgery, so I'm on pain medication. I had some liquid courage. I wasn't feeling the best, and I asked him about 10 minutes before. I go, Corey, tell me the truth. If you're going to propose, I need to know so I can prepare myself. No, Jenny, I promise I would never do that. And so um, Mr. and Mrs. Jones. I were, think I love you, Corey. <laughs> that is so awesome. Okay, but I got I to gotta say one thing. Mrs. Jones was in on it the whole time. And, <laughs> and Jenny, she and she lied too. too, so I think I'm okay. Mrs. Jones, you rock. She yeah. does. So, yeah, I'd ask them in advance, you know, to make sure yeah. that that was going to be okay. And they said, oh, my God, that would be great. And so we did that. And so then we um, started talking about when we wanted to get married and what was important to us when we got married. And one of our really good friends on MeWe and through this lifestyle who lives out in Phoenix said, just get married in Las Vegas. We'll come. And I'm like, huh, hey, Corey, how about Las Vegas? Very small. Only like the four of us will go. And 12 couples later. And (laughs) we ended up closing down a lifestyle club to do our wedding for about three hours. So you had your wedding in a lifestyle club. Yeah, I got married at a swinger resort. I mean, doesn't everyone do that? Duh. Were all the 12 couples lifestyle couples? Yes. They were. And it, I would like to just interject really quick. The, the, can we name the club out there in Las Vegas? Sure. It was Whispers. And um, I just want to give a shout out to them how awesome they were. Um, I'll say this. It's a little bit of an older um, home-like place. It. Had an interesting story. They said it used to be where the Rat Pack hung out back in the 60s. Oh, how cool. It was so cool. And then over the years, they got kind of dilapidated and, and run down. And then they some new owners bought it and said, hey, let's make this a, a lifestyle kind of a club. There's a nice pool in the back. And so they've been restoring it. You're taking all the money they get from the lifestyle parties that they throw and putting it back into the, the property. And so it's a little bit of an older place, but I was really impressed with how clean it was and how friendly the staff was. They were so, so nice and so accommodating to everything that we needed. And it it was fantastic. And Tina Marie is the owner, and she would not charge us for the whole wedding. Nothing. Not one dime. She's like, just tip us. That's it. And everything will go back into the building. And they did the food, the cake, the music, everything. And so we had the most amazing wedding, and we wrote our vows, and everyone was crying. Did you sing your vows to each other? No, God, no. Didn't do that. <laughs> I was crying too much. You were, you were a mess. It was sweet. I was a mess. And then after our vows, we sang, or we danced our song, and then I took off my dress and jumped in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute truth. I saw pictures of you two on uh, the MeWe group. Yep. And you in your dress. And y'all were out by the pool. But you had your dress on. Still. In in those pictures. It wasn't much later after that that you got. (laughs) It was. um, There's a picture of me and one of our guests. I'm like, hey, you're at a swinger resort. Why are you still dressed? He's like, okay. So literally all the guys got naked. And I'm like, yep, this is our wedding. I remember when we first started chatting. Um, and I 
called you husband and wife, uh-huh. and you said, well, we're not married yet. And at the time, you said, well, maybe at Naughty in New Orleans. So it looks like you... Uh, it will be our honeymoon. Either. Our honeymoon will be Naughty there in New go. Orleans. There you go. Oh, dear Jesus. <laughs> so to backtrack, how did you two meet? How did you get together? I placed a Craigslist ad. We are the last official Craigslist couple. And I replied to a Craigslist ad. Um, I had been in some really bad relationships, some pretty abusive relationships, and I needed someone to help me get through the holidays. And that's what the ad was. It's like, hey, I want to break up January 1st, but let's just hang out until then. How long ago? A year and a half ago, two years ago. Yeah, and he answered, and I ghosted him. Oh, totally. (laughs) So... I send her a message, and she responds, and then all of a sudden, Dead nothing air. for two weeks. There was someone else that was good email. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but then you went out on a date with him. And he asked me to marry him that the first date. The first date? This random guy. I'm like, oh, that scared the shit out of me. No. Yeah, so that's... I'm in the parking lot, and I email him. I'm like, hey, Hi. <laughs> Luckily for her, I was on a business trip in Texas and laying in bed. I'm like, eh, what the hell? I'll message her back. I've got nothing better to do. Yeah. So you're, a year and a half later, we were married. Yeah. And we, um, so our first date was supposed to be a blind date. And we promised each other we would not Google each other, look at each other, see each other online before we met. One of us in this pair did that. What if I didn't use Google? You totally cheated. (laughs) If that's the only time he, if that's the only time he's cheated, you've had a good relationship. Yeah. Well, he lied to me that time and the time where the proposal (laughs) two lies two. And so we met, and within first the first five minutes we kissed, and I think we knew. You were telling about the five minute. Oh, yeah, we had this deal. If we weren't attracted to each other within the first five minutes, we could say yellow and just walk away with no hard feelings. (laughs) (laughs) I had been dating a lot, and I knew all the rules. I knew where I wanted to waste my time or not waste my time. So, Jenny was the first person I went out on a date with after my divorce. He was still technically married when we met. (laughs) Technically. So So y'all were in the lifestyle before you? So I, I have a background in BDSM. I um, am a submissive. I okay, okay. Now I, I got to interrupt because yeah, you up. make that sound like yeah, I've got a, I've, I've got a background in in. Um, I got a background in child development. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to think of something that didn't have child in it. I, <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to say child psychology. You said child development, so nothing with child. In okay. It. Yes. I have a background um, in physical therapy. So How I do you got have a background in BDSM. I was married for a very long time, got divorced six years ago. And when I got divorced, it was right when the Fifty Shades of Grey super yeah. explosion. And I'm like, ah, I don't think I'm going to meet a billionaire, but I really want to know what good sex feels like because I never had it. I got married at 17, was married for a very long time. Had never had an orgasm, never knew what any of that meant. And so when I got divorced, I found FetLife, which is a fetish website. And locally, it's pretty big. 
I went to my first meet and greet and some guy asked me if he could flog me. And I'm like, what the hell's a flogger? (laughs) And all of a sudden I was getting spanked and I loved it. And then next time someone tied me up and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) And all of a sudden I understood what orgasms were and I understood that I could gain power by allowing someone to do stuff to me. And I like sensual pain. A little rougher is really good for me. And so when him and I met, Corey's like, I'm a swinger. I'm like, heck, I don't like those swinger people. (laughs) Let's take a step back, though, because after our our first date, we went back to help her hang a picture on her wall. I just moved in. I needed pictures hung. I was being a gentleman. Is that a euphemism for yes. something? It's a new euphemism. I, I, I uh-huh. came in and I hung her picture. Boom, yeah. waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> All the kids are saying it now. <laughs> we were sitting on her couch talking. And I said, hey, look, before this goes any further, I just got to let you know something. And she says, no, wait, I have to tell you something first. And, of course, me being the gentleman that I am. You are not a gentleman, just so everyone's clear. Yeah, but everyone needs to think that. Okay. Um, I said, hey, all of my friends are in this lifestyle, and most of them are swingers. I'm not a swinger. I'm more into BDSM. And he and I went, literally yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so did you have any experience with BDSM that you were yes, yes, yes? Or did no, you I had zero that? experience because what I was going to tell her is I've got some background in, in the lifestyle of swinging and more of a curiosity, never really had done a whole lot of anything but it's something I want to explore. And so before this goes any further, I want to make sure we're level set on that. And when she had friends who were swingers, I kind of took that to mean that she was one. I didn't hear the part that said she was not. (laughs) (laughs) But I said, oh, BDSM, I I could probably try that too. Except, so then fast forward, I take him to our first party, private party, and we had messed around a little bit with BDSM at home. But he has never seen like a full scene where people are getting with flogged. the cross and everything. Yes, else. Yeah. and so we have very good friends, and she has topped me, which means that she could flog me, and they were going to co-top me. Well, he got a little too excited that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was it was amazing, and I'd never really understood what it was. What it really meant to top, what it meant to bottom, what aftercare was, and how it all worked and fit together. And and it was a pretty intense scene. And I got like giddy about it. I had this really strong high, and the bottom gets a really strong high as well. And then the beautiful part is whenever you're done with the scene, you go back and you have aftercare together, and you cuddle together. Talk about aftercare. It's, so it's, it's the, the most beautiful thing in the world. most important thing in BDSM, and even swinging, I'm learning I need aftercare. Aftercare is what swingers, I think, call reconnection. It is when you talk, you reconnect, you get to be vulnerable and raw with your partner. You get to cuddle and say sweet things and just be in that moment. Or even just be quiet. Yeah. And so it's it's like the most intimate thing 
that I've ever experienced. It's in, in a lot of ways, I think is more intimate than sex. Um, and whenever you, you have a, you have a scene where someone gives you that gift of their, um, letting you flog them or tie them up or whatever it may be. Electric wands. That too. They're fun. <laughs> <laughs> but they give you that gift and you show them the respect of that. And then you do the scene and after it's over with, you have that connection continue and it's not even remotely. And, and I think there's a lot of people who myself included when we first started was I felt like BDSM was about violence mm-hmm. and it was about pain and how much pain you can inflict. And it's almost the exact opposite. There are certain people in the world who get pleasure from that type of stimulation. And as a, as a top, when you do that, what you're doing is you're giving them that pleasure that they, that they crave. And not everybody can do it. It's not for everybody. I will never let anyone flog me because I hate pain. I get zero pleasure from it. So Jenny and I are exact opposites in that. You're kind of a wuss. I'm a huge <laughs> wuss. I'm a dude. But Jenny gets immense pleasure. And, and some of the other people that I've engaged in this with get immense pleasure from it. And when you recognize that and then you have the aftercare with them, it's just one of the most delicately beautiful things I've ever experienced in my life. So, so Jenny, talk about, for a lot of our listeners, um, I, I think when they think of the whole flogging thing, you know, they think of a cat of nine tails, you know. and Oh, hell no, that and, thing is scary. And they think of, you know, the pain. And, and I'm sure there's a range. So, so talk, talk about the range. Of, there is a huge range. So for me, and I have evolved a lot in the year and a half that we have even met. For me, it is, I'm an exhibitionist. What's the word? Exhibitionist. Thank you very much. I love being on show. I love people watching me. It makes me excited. (laughs) (laughs) I think you resemble that remark, right? Maybe a little bit. And the sound is 90% scarier, scarier than what is actually touching you. So we have a ton of floggers upstairs in our bedroom, and the sound sounds terrifying, and everyone cringes and curls their toes, and then it hits you, and it feels like a bunch of feathers. It, it tr- no one believes us until you do it. Which- now, Mrs. Tango has a very skeptical look on her. I, I would disagree about the feather part. <laughs> when you do it gently, now when you're, when you're hitting some of our friends, like when you hit, flogged for the first time some of our friends in Las Vegas, you don't nearly do what you do to me because no. they're beginners. And right. so you are teaching them, hey, this is the smell of the leather. This is how it sounds. Are they mainly leather? Yes. yes, very softly. Should we just go get some of them real quick and show them to you? Why don't you, why don't, we'll hit the pause button. Yep. And why don't you all go grab something? Perfect. Okay. Insert transition music here. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, while he's doing that, we can keep talking. Yeah. And so for me, what it does, it, I, my brain never shuts off. I am a full-time mom, full-time employee. I, my brain never, ever stops. I'm always thinking about what I have to get done next. When I am being flogged or when I'm being tied up, it allows my brain to stop. Mm-hmm. And it just allows so me to feel. So this is your form of meditation. It is, 100%. And there are times 
I won't let a lot of people top me, which I will let Corey top me, and I will let my friend top me. She said I could use your name, so it was okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and those are the two only people that can hit me because I trust them to know if I fall so far into subspace, which is that pretty space where your brain turns off, they know when to stop it. So Corey just brought down okay, a Mrs. Of my Tango. Favorite. I'm going to let you describe what he just brought into the room since we can't show people. Didn't we see this coming out of somebody's butt? No, <laughs> oh, this is horse hair. Yeah, that's that's not a butt plug. A butt plug. It's similar. That's not, that's not pony play. <laughs> so that's very light, right? That could be a little stingy. It could be if you if you swung it pretty hard. Okay. And so this is a nice one to warm up with, and to you know. It's like a feather duster. The arm. Corey, did you okay. ask permission? He has permission. <laughs> well, I can't give permission. No, you cannot. You can. <laughs> She say it. What's that? And this one is an interesting one because it's got loops. Mrs. Tango's not wearing a bra, so I'm kind of watching to see how much she's enjoying this. Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm seeing this too. But you can see it's very soft, like suede, and so you can feel that it feels different. And, and there's not this. going. It's like a Wilson's leather store. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And so this, if you if you just feel the, the difference in the weight of the pieces that. It, this one's going to be very thuddy. Very what? Thuddy. thuddy. So there's, there's thuddy and there's stingy. Okay. And they are very, those are like two opposites of the spectrum. And every single thing can do, or really design for a different effect. This is probably the most thuddy one I have. It's like the heaviest one. It doesn't sting, but and you can feel the impact. Okay, Jenny, is he making these words up? Nope, he's absolutely right. That one's perfection in the hand. And the because it's loops and not cut ends, that's going to be a different feel than if they were cut ends. Exactly. Correct. And we, Ooh, we listen to you becoming the extreme expert of here. Stingy. Well, okay. We don't go to the complete extreme yet. This is called a dragon's tail, and this is Jenny's most favorite one. That one is pure hell, and I do not like so it. So describe at all. what it looks like. Like a dragon's tongue. <laughs> This one is extremely stingy. I mean, it hurts. What's that made out of? Leather. So this one I can tell this. This is not. This is not good. This is for people who really, really, really like the pain. Not me. And then there's this, which is okay. That whip. that looks like something from Raw. Indiana Jones. <laughs> Indiana Jones. So it doesn't hurt. Oh, it can. It can hurt. It, oh golly, pump. <laughs> Okay, we're going to take a pause here while Mr. Tango goes to the bathroom and changes his shorts. I did not expect that crack of that whip. Do that again. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. Now, Mrs. Tango's nipples, you know how they were poking out? They just went inverted. And that ain't the only thing that just went inverted. So one would never, ever... Ever make that kind of a? You use that sound as an effect. That, that, <laughs> it had an effect. What you guys did? Yeah. That sound is part of. Could be part of the scene. Now, whenever you use this, Jenny, may I? Yeah, yeah. You know, you, 
You have all that energy concentrated on this one little end here. And it stings. It does. And it will leave a nice little mark. Can you make it fun? <laughs> so, so if he hits it with different parts of this, it doesn't hurt. If he hits it with this stupid knot, it stings like the devil. But it, up here where it's a little bit thicker, yeah. it, it doesn't hurt. It's like a really good massage. You look skeptical. (laughs) I would never in a million years use this on someone who had never had a flogger before. Okay. So you you this would be I got this just because Because he's a sadist asshole, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) I always wanted a whip when I was a kid. Being able to do that, it's just this cool. I'm sorry, for a guy make being able to make that whip's crack sound, I'm sorry, that's just cool. It fulfills your Indiana Jones it fantasy. Does. Honey, show the purple one. It's That's actually breaking the sound barrier when it cracks. That's it's the physics of the of how it rolls. So yay, science! We might have to look at you being all sciencey. I know. So this, this is our good friend. That looks like a bouquet of flowers, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Sweet. It's not. I have a feeling the way that y'all said that, there ain't nothing sweet about this. So feel the difference in the leather of it. It's much more hard. That's what she said. (laughs) I wish I could remember which button was the (laughs) rim shot. But this one, this one, this one can hurt, but it's so pretty though. So that is the one. So he'll start with the horsehair one, and then he'll go to the purple loopy one, and then he has he. We have so many. Okay, of these. that's a microphone cord. I know you don't use that. No. <laughs> no. Can we, can we should I get the Florentine? Yeah, that's the coolest one. But the purple flower one—that's when I am probably in the deepest subspace where my brain is stopped working. And I'm just gone. So this really does sound like, I mean, something that that uh, Mrs. Tango must be getting more Tito's. I know. I hope she brings me some, too. Did you hear that, Mrs. Tango? Oh, Corey's back. He'll do she, it. We're, everybody needs their refills on Tito's. Uh, we have gotten into the whole mindful meditation thing. Yes. Specifically... To stop your brain from going on and on. That thing of, you know, you wake up at 3 in the morning and you just cannot make your brain stop. And I think that's just life. It sounds like that's what you use this in a way. It is. So when I first got into this, I, uh, like I said, I was just out of a pretty abusive relationship. This gave me back the power. It allowed now that that's interesting that you talk about. I'm the one on the bottom. I'm the one getting flogged. So there are magic words. I have the power because yellow means, hey, I'm coming up to my limit, and I need you to slow down and start checking with me. Mm -hmm. Red means stop. And Corey, if you use the word yellow or red, he instantaneously stops. At every second, he may be wielding the flogger. But I can stop it at a word. And then there's also my favorite word, beige, which means you're being a pussy. Let's kick this beige. up. So like, 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 like Corey's painting the town beige. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, this is fun. So It's hi. usually a good time to change tools. Yes. 
So but, from but she's hundred percent right. What where where I think it I don't want to put this. The trust that has to happen between the top and the bottom is extraordinary. It's I think it's very rare for someone to just say, come, hey, you want to flog me? Right. I would probably just say no if I didn't know them. If I have to trust the bottom that they will use the words, that they know the words, and that they understand where the thresholds are. Are those universal words? In general, those are pretty good ones. Other people have different ones. It's, it's between the top and the bottom what the, what the words they use are. So that trust, I think in a lot of ways, has to be earned. I, I, and please keep in mind that what we're describing is the way we do BDSM. It's not the way everybody does it. Sure. Other people do different things, and this is what works for us. So everybody has their own breed of, of BDSM that they do that they've pre-negotiated with their partner if they're doing it the right way. And so they, de- they develop their own words at that time of what, the, what their, their limits are. And so I have to trust that she will use those words. She has to trust that I'm going to recognize those words and control myself. And I'll say it this way. If a person has a problem with violence and anger, they probably shouldn't be a top. If a person hates women... That's a really, really scary thing. Sure. You need to love women and love giving them pleasure and love taking care of them because it's it's just a different way of, of having intimacy and so, when you build that trust. So, Jenny, you said that he and your friend are the only people that you've allowed to be your top. Um, within the last two years, yes, absolutely. Friends. Um, she... Sis boom ba. He's being a cheerleader over there, I think. So he's doing a quarantine. This is amazing. It's we the best have, massage we, we ever. We've seen this. Yeah, in the, the dungeon. In the dungeon rooms a lot. So when we went to San Diego with Mr. and Mrs. Jones, I was super excited. I'm like, oh, I'm going to my first swinger thing. And it ended up being a BDSM thing in our room. Because people, for, for one night, because people are so curious and because Corey is so, tr- you can trust him. You can trust him to only show you a little bit and not go overboard. Do you ever top? <laughs> wow. Since you ask, I lost my headphones. Okay. Got it. I am the toppiest top there is ever. The toppiest top? So That almost sounds like a cartoon character. <laughs> can we give our friend a call? No. Um, okay, so comment. okay, so there's a lot of different words. I am a very good hand holder for the first newbie. I am very good at doing soft flogging. I suck at it, but everyone loves me because I'm so fun. Um, I. So you're a fluffer. I'm a fluffer. I'm a toppy top fluffer. I also happen to be a brat. That must be the name of this episode. The Toppy Top, top Fluffer. <laughs> oh, God, we're never letting our friends hear this episode. <laughs> so, Mrs. Tango, here's what I have decided. I think we need to take the one that with Nick and Nora last week and put that one after Naughty in New Orleans because I really want everybody to hear this before Naughty in New Orleans. Oh, funny. <laughs> yeah, I think you may be right, Mr. Yeah. Tango. So this is the problem that I'm having is this is amazing, but how do we become swingers? So I've never been able to go over into that world because 
we go and Corey gets high demand and people want to learn from him. And I'm like, hey, I just want to kiss someone. <laughs> you know? And I'll be blunt. We've, we've never actually full swapped. We haven't. You're kidding. Yeah, we're newbies. No, we're newbies. I know. We have done some soft play. We have done soft play. And like I said, I walk and accidentally penises fall in my mouth. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> I love it when that happens. <laughs> um, but it's, it's hard to reach over. It's hard to combine the two and that I'm finding. Well, and, and I think it's almost a completely different mindset for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me to shift gears from one to the other. And I don't know exactly why. Like, for me... Well, it's very different. When yeah. I'm vlogging someone, it is not a sexual thing for me whatsoever. Really? Absolutely. So he has flogged men, and Corey doesn't swing that way. But with men, he enjoys flogging them because it's a different power exchange. Yeah, it's it's intimate. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very interesting that, and it's something again that I've just learned in the last year that I feel this level of intimacy from flogging, but it's not sexual. I never get an erection from from flogging, even even between Jenny and I. It's not sexual at all for me. It's, but it's very intimate, and I, I can't explain it because it doesn't make sense to me. Because I always thought it was this, you know, I, it, you're really turning people on and got them on. That. And he grew up extremely conservative, extremely religious. So for him to hit a girl the first time he did it, it took like three days of aftercare telling him it was okay that he hit me. Like it, it was. Well, even, even the words, yes. he hit me. It, it sounds horrible, and it sounds, but this is consensual. I have asked him to do this to me. I, and there are times where I say, where he'll be all like, hey, and start going, and I'm like, I'm not in it today, and I need us not to do this. So we've talked about how the two of you got to the point where you use this play together. Mm-hmm. How did you, Jenny, stumble upon this? come into starting to do this where did it come from for you um so when i got divorced did you have a teacher that whipped you and you decided in school once and you said God, i, I really wish not. that would have been so hot and next thing you know she had behavior problems all the time <laughs> you, you said earlier that you went online looking for the the fetlife.com it is a fetish website so for me i i'm a huge why i'm a huge romance reader huge huge and every time Like, there was the bad guy that, like, and the girl was just a little bit, like, naughty, and he would spank her ass. I would get wet. I would, like, start getting excited about that. I have no idea why. It's just something that turned me on. So I went to FET, and I met someone who rocked my world, and he, um, he taught me a lot. He, he was mentally unhealthy, and it wasn't a good relationship, and we are past that. But he taught me that I could embrace being in power and allowing someone to flog me. It is the most powerful I've ever felt in my entire life. And for someone who grew up with very little control, this is amazing control. And isn't that ironic yeah. that, that being flogged, actually makes her feel powerful and in control. And that's that's the that's the complete brain-twisting part of this for me, having no background in it, that I'm like, really? 
I was confused by it to begin with. And then as I started doing it, I, I started understanding it. You know, having never done this. Nope. You know, we, we've, we've watched in the dungeon room a couple of times. We had uh, the one couple, I've forgotten which time, it doesn't matter which time, that we were going to go play with them. And it was great foreplay watching her. She was very excited because she had made an appointment. Mm. With the guy or gal, I can't remember which. Don't know. That was going to flog her and attach her to the to the cross. St. Andrew's cross kind of thing, and we went in and and this is the only playroom where they actually have chairs set up for an audience, and you have to be quiet. And we watched that, and it was really great for us then to go to the room and play because she was really turned on at that at that point. And then we, we talked about the one we went to a few years ago where there were two of them set up and there were people doing all that. So I, I would never think of the person who was tied up with the other person doing the stuff being the one under control. So the reason why that person has control is because before you even sit down, they pre-negotiated what that scene was going to be. Hey, I really like my breast hit. You can hit those, but don't hit this area. I don't uh-huh. like it when my thighs are hit. Hey, I like pain to be about a two or a three, or I like pain to be about an eight or a nine. So that is all conversation you are having ahead of time. So what do you do when you have a person that for me doesn't present? know? So, okay, I'm going to gush about Corey. Corey is amazing at testing. And going, hey, we're going to try this first, and tell me what you think. And it's all about communication. Everyone else in the room stops. So we like it when people talk in the room. We have house parties all the time, and we're like, talk, do your thing, because that makes his moment with the person he's flogging even better, because they can escape into themselves. So he's in your ear, and he's touching you, and he's going, did you like that? And you're like, well, that was kind of like, is that all you have? Or, ooh, no, that was way too much. So then he can gauge it. It's always a communication. Do you ever use sensory deprivation, blindfolds? Oh, we do, yeah. And, and uh, the ears. And, yeah. Well, I guess the ears are part of it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of times we'll do. <laughs> you should see Jenny right now. <laughs> now, here, here's the thing, Jenny. You're talking about falling onto men's cocks in your mouth, and we're talking about all this, and you look embarrassed when I ask you about a blindfold. (laughs) But no, a blindfold and and those little foam earplugs, I get those from work and put those in, or I put some really intense music on with some flashing lights. All those types of things really can change the experience and, and amplify it. But I want to get back to one thing that she did say about communication and since most of the folks listen to your podcast are lifestylers, just about everybody says the most important thing in the lifestyle is communication, 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 right? That's the top three things. <laughs> yeah, enough that we feel bad giving people that yeah. answer. Right? But it's true. In BDSM, it's even more important. It is more. Oh, absolutely. That, that assumes that consent has already been given. That's, that's the first rule is consent. That's the obvious one. But you have to have that communication because if you don't, you can actually do some physical damage to somebody. And as the top, it's your responsibility to take care of this person and make sure that you're giving them the most pleasurable experience you can. 
pushing some boundaries perhaps, but never going over their limits. So finding the edge, because that's mm-hmm. probably where there's a lot of yep. the best parts on the edge, right? Yep. But not not crossing. How did you learn to do this with her? Yep. She's got a big, a big, yeah, all me, all me. Um, yes, he had never done any of it. And, and we made mistakes. Oh, we made a lot. I've, made I'll, I'll be completely honest. I made her bleed before, and I was freaked out. I, I laughed. It was funny. <laughs> I, yeah, I would freak out at making somebody. So he, we were at a party. and how he did, made, Okay, how did it happen? He was flogging me well, with a whip. She was also in wrapped wrap. in saran wrap. There was that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I interject something? Yeah. Since we are in a world that that we are not really familiar with, we were at. Uh, well, we 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 have a, a couple. I won't mention who they are. Didn't she do the cocoon thing? Yes. Oh. Where they oh. had a they had a, a thing that you get in and they pull it and it tightens you up into a cocoon and and you're looking like ooh wow yeah I want to learn and we looked at that and we looked at her and we were like <laughs> that she was on crack what is going on <laughs> I there is a this is a world with which we are not familiar okay and so we don't and we don't understand why it's so for me it's feeling safe so I'm claustrophobic so I. I come, I come from a background where I have never felt safe. So in that moment, it was him and our friend co-tapping, and she's like, hey, can we put you in saran wrap? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure. Are you talking about literal saran wrap? Yes, like that big wrap. Like industrial saran- restaurant saran wrap that's like about 18 inches wide. Okay, Corey, we got a marketing thing we can do here. We need... You know, BDSM special <laughs> It was amazing. And, and I was tied up to like a two by four up there. And so my hands were done. And I can't escape all the people. So I make them blindfold me or else Hands-shed I'm always blood. trying to do like, hi, hey. Yeah. So I made him blindfold me and put earplugs in. And it was intense. It was fun. And I think that the saran wrap actually absorbed some of the pain it did it didn't hurt at all it was so fun <laughs> but it still made her bleed and we started I and I, I i felt horrible i apologized to her a thousand times about it he called red i called red he stopped i stopped the, the scene, scene immediately i had no idea what was going on and i looked down and i'm like oh and he's like we have to leave now and it was three days of aftercare talking him off the edge because he's like, we're never doing this again. Yeah, it freaked never. me out. Well, Mrs. Tango likes the tide thing. She likes the... Oh, oh do you? Ooh, that's fun. Hold the mic, babe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he's we, going to go get rope. We haven't done well, that, Well, we're not though. about rope. We we're, were talking about you know the little Velcro thing. Tethers. Rope is fun, though. If you're willing, he'll just do a wrist thing right there. I know what he's going to do. It's beautiful, and it's it allows you to feel the rope without any restriction. Okay. Dear God, I feel like you guys just came into the house of the devil. Am I supposed to smell these? Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's, it's very soft. It is, and it's, it's kind of rigid at the same time. Uh-huh. And 
when you tie someone <laughs> like Jay after a shot. No. <laughs> <laughs> but when you when you do this and you do it right. If you, you allow him, Mrs. Tango, he'll just do your arm. Yeah, I can just do your do your wrist. Very something very simple. And it's pretty. So Corey is you need to talk to a him. collector. Yeah. So when I said, hey, I'm interested in rope, he went and read everything he could possibly learn about rope. And he can do beautiful decoration rope. And then with me, he does this knot on my crotch. What? And every time I walk, the knot rubs against your clit. Not with this rope. No, not with the fancy rope. But so you can make rope feel beautiful, or it can also be. (laughs) Yeah, you're not. You're not feeling it. Oh, yeah, she's feeling it. Look at her nipples. They're out. They came back after the whip. (laughs) If I press on this. Holding the microphone up to your nipples doesn't let our. Isn't it a beautiful sensation? Who knew? See? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Tango's got that look in her eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm excited about this look. So we'll bring rope to New I, Orleans also. I will. I will. I would have never. My expectation is that she would let him do this. And go, eh. And she would be very polite and go, well, that's. Because you're a Midwest girl. You have to be polite. However, this is sexy. So now... Who discovered... Some Chinese-Japanese guy who really liked sex. So now imagine this being over you, over your breasts, and over your crotch. And it's amazing. So it's just a a gauntlet. There's no restraint there. It's just decorative. Yeah. <laughs> Describe it. The when Corey was pulling the the rope against my yeah. skin and had my arm yeah. in his hands, it was I don't know what the sen- how it was sensual, but it was. It was sensual for me too. That's the interesting thing. I, I'm blown away. That is that is not something I expected to learn tonight. <laughs> I don't have the button. I wish I had on my board. That's the the Choo-choo. more you know. <laughs> so what we love about rope is you can wear it. So I've worn it to work underneath my clothes in days that I needed to just feel more connected, or I'm having a really bad day. Hey, Cor, can you can you do this? And he's like, Yep. I'm on it. How about the duct tape? <laughs> duct tape? Okay. Let's just jump right to the weed eater. <laughs> no shit. It's broken right Home now. Home Depot is our favorite store. I, I can't even make jokes with them. No. <laughs> we joke about, yeah, then we pulled out the weed eater. And you know what one of the kinkiest stores in the world is? Uh, no. Michael's. Oh, my God. That hack glue gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we don't go that far. Okay, I'm, there's all sorts of cool kinky things I'm in my taking another sip of my drink here. <laughs> I think that our oh, the, these things on our I've thrown the outline out. 
long <laughs> we time We threw out ago. the outline, guys. Oh, no. I'll we be wrecked the show. All of this, do you typically meet up with people on websites? <laughs> <laughs> it just seems kind of irrelevant. No, okay. I'll start including you guys. So we do a house party like once a quarter. And it's only about maybe 10 people. I always say, no, we're just going to play games. It always, always gets sexy and kinky. I can't help it. People just come to get well, sexy. Let me let me take a step back. Yes, please. Because, um, like I said, my outline that I was I was putting together here uh, is just completely out the door. You were you were scared we weren't going to be very talkative. Weren't no, you? I wasn't scared of that. <laughs> Not with her, because just chatting we online, chatting, yeah. she's very chatty, and I was really looking forward to it. And I did have the whole thing about the flogging skills, but that was about like two sentences here. But you talked about what really surprised me, I think probably both of us, is you said you made a comment about we're not really swingers. He is. He is. I wish I was. <laughs> I, and so, and, and I, I think there, when, as we're talking about misconceptions, yep. because I, I think I, what I love about this is I think there is just a world of misconceptions. We have them, and we're learning a lot, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners are like, yeah, this is crazy. My guess is most people would think people that are into BDSM think that's an extreme end of swinging. And so oh. those people must, if they do that, God knows what other kind of, of sex play they do. You know what I mean? So I am super nervous about the swinging world. Why? Because... It makes me more vulnerable. I like women. I think women are sexy, beautiful, fantastic, wonderful beings. Mm-hmm. They have all the stuff I want to play with, and I know how to play with it well. Corey is amazing. So what if I find someone that likes him more? Yeah. I, I The jealousy. It's not jealousy because I love watching him play. So are you talking about if you're playing with a woman and you really like her and are having a good time, you're worried about the woman's going to like him more than you? A little bit. And I'm also worried that our beautiful relationship, which is so insanely good, will get diminished a little bit if we add other people. So that's a very, very common... I'm a newbie to swinging world. And, and Talk to me about flogging Gahu. Swinging, yeah. I have no clue. I Again, I think that most people, don't you, would think that if you're into BDSM... You're way beyond uh-uh. newbie swinging. You're, you're not only... And we're not. Most people would think you are on the... You, you've, you've gone full swap... Soft swap, full swap, you're looking for something to give you more. Now you're going to BDSM. I think it would be shocking for people to think a couple of people that are in BDSM are nervous about the actual. So when we went to the Joneses meet and greet, I needed a timeout. And I looked at him and I'm like, hey, too many women are liking you so much. (laughs) (laughs) And it was wonderful. And I loved the women. Yeah, I just... We do a stupid thing. I'm like, hey, I love you. And he goes, why? And then we tell each other why. Or I'm like, he'll tell me. I needed the why. I needed him to tell me why I am his wife. Why he loves me. 
I needed the reassurance. reassurance. How about you? Because you're a swinger. I'm not. I haven't so, actually so done So let anything. me ask you, Corey. I will tell a short version because Mrs. Tango will kick me under the table about this. We'll see if you like pain, too. I, I, told, I told you a story when we were eating those wonderful wrong. ribs. You're saying. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things you can grab. Uh, I, when, we were, when we were eating lunch, eating, eating dinner, we were eating ribs, uh, we were talking about our first night in New Orleans and Mrs. Tango reaching out to a woman at, at lunchtime and saying, you want to come back to the room? We can say this because I haven't seen them in forever, and everybody else I've talked to, they've disappeared. Uh, he, he, go ahead. He was very insecure, we found out after the fact. He tricked her into coming to Naughty New Orleans uh, and did not tell her what it was. This does relate to what we're talking about. Yes. My point, and I do have one, is he thought the fantasy of her playing with other guys mm-hmm. was really hot. He, he, Fooled her into coming to this, and then after the fact, he was crazy jealous because she really because liked she it. really liked it. Mm. She really liked it. I mean, she was, and once he saw how much she was really enjoying playing with other guys, and they went for us. We were doing soft swap, but everybody else was full swap with them. They went from nothing to that. Wow. And that jealousy, you know, we tell people all the time, because we get emails from people that say we want to get into lifestyle. And we're not professionals. I'm always really nervous about giving advice. But you can give your best experience. What we tell people is go... And that's what we do. Is yeah. go really slow. Because, I mean, for us, I think the fact that we got married back in 1930. Say it Mrs. Again. Tango, you look fantastic for 1930, just saying. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, the picture that you were talking about in black and white, where she yes. had that whole thin yeah. look. It was artificially colored. No. That's real. That was from the 40s that I took. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, I mean, we had been together so long and we have the advantage of we didn't get into the lifestyle till we'd been married a long, long, long time. Kids were out of the house. We have been through the ups, the downs. We know. So how did you guys do that? So 17 years married. Okay. How did you get past that? Like the, you have the seven-year itch, and then you have like my kids are out of the house. Yeah. How did you stay connected we went out of our way to do it. Date nights. We, every you week. made it happen. Every week, we went out without kids. We figured out how to swap kids with other people. We figured out how to pay for a babysitter. Um, we made it, we were intentional about it being just the two of us. And, and we have always been sexually adventurous. Long before we knew what the lifestyle was, um... Because I remember listening to a podcast yeah. where in college you found a girl, right? When the, your first girl experience? Oh, that that wasn't. In, we had actually been married for for a while. Oh, okay. And, and that was only about a little over ten years ago, twelve years ago, mm. fifteen, something um, like that. And and we did that just as a she's known she's been by forever. 
Always. Always. And, you know, I don't know if she admitted it to herself. Do you admit it now? Do you say I'm bi or? Oh, heck yeah. Absolutely. That's Do you? Amazing. I'm bi-friendly. <laughs> I mean, you're sitting here going, I love women. I love to play with women. I love to. Penises fall in my mouth, too. And I'm not a swinger. Well, that, I mean... makes, that makes you bi. <laughs> Define what you mean by a swinger. Yeah, what's a swinger? Do you play with other women? Yes. You're a swinger. So this is my question. When is it plain and when is just friendly hi? I don't know what the difference is. So we had a huge argument about this, and we never argue. I believe that with friends you can touch and feel, and so I feel, what's the word, where... I love everyone. Sure. I can touch and feel, and if if I feel a connection, yeah. it doesn't matter. Boy, girl, mm-hmm. Y, Z, whatever the heck people are now, it doesn't matter. I just want to feel a connection. Mm-hmm. If I feel that, amazing. He is so funny because he accidentally cheated on his ex-wife. Because he couldn't kiss and touch and feel. And so with us, he's like, oh, I can do all this stuff. It's okay. <laughs> and it's not cheating anymore. I, I don't think, and, and, and you, you kick in here, um, I, you know, the lifestyle, you talk about BDSM mm-hmm. being a spectrum. Mm-hmm. We know a couple. Remember the, the gal that, that the trapped hoops? me? No, the, oh. the gal that, that trapped me and was flirting with me, and then you found out more about her? At the... Oh, this is the hula hoop girl. Okay. Um, the first few years we were in, uh, we went to Nadia, New Orleans. We keep talking about Nadia, New Orleans. We're excited about it. There's a lot of people there. so um, they, they were there each year for the first couple of years we were there. And there was an, um, it was a meet and greet for women only at a wine bar. And we just sat around a table and we told our stories. And this woman said, we aren't swingers. We just enjoy the, the vibe of the, the, the group of people. We, we enjoy the sexuality that's about around us. And, it makes our sex life better. better. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they considered so, that. So while they didn't have sex with anybody but themselves, they are part of the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. The lifestyle. They just liked being around, around the his sexually charged all those people, and it fired them up. I mean, that's kind of the, f- the far one end of the spectrum. And they don't get judged about that. Um so you've got that end. You, you, we, we see people that are only girl, girl, that'll go to Naughty in New Orleans, and the only play they have will be girl, girl. Um, we see people, obviously there's a lot of people that are only soft swap, yep. and then you go to the people that are full swap. And, that, and in fact, our journey was girl, girl, mm-hmm. the very first time. Yeah, We never expected to go beyond that. We thought, I can't imagine us having sex with another couple. The girl, girl, we kind of both liked. Um, I just liked watching her with another woman, and she liked being with another woman. <laughs> and we never really imagined going 
beyond that. And we went very slowly, you know, with soft swap in a club and her going down on a guy and her watching another woman go down on me and manual play. And, of course, the exhibitionist part, you know, we were in a group room we did that. And and we, so at that point. are you an exhibitionist also? Uh, not so much, but I don't, it doesn't bother me. Okay. I mean, I think most men are voyeurs more than they're exhibitionists. Yeah. But you are, but you're. Exhibitionist by marriage. Yes. I'm an exhibitionist in law. Um, so you but, mentioned the different spectrum. But at that, I was just going to say, at that point, it never, we never even thought we'd ever be able to go full swap. We, we went from girl girl to thinking we'd never be able to do soft swap. And, and we it. did it, and we looked at each other and said. What was the big deal? Yeah, the anticipation beforehand mm-hmm. has always been much more nerve-wracking, much a bigger deal. And then when we did it, we kind of looked at each other and went, you know, what's the big deal? I am not. And then we never imagined we'd do full swap. And we found a couple that that we knew well. And we did our first full swap, and we talked to each other and said, do you, you okay with that? And we were. I mean, it's such a spectrum. People always ask us about being swingers, and I'm like, you know, I, I don't know how to define that. So we've got a, we've got these friends of ours. Uh, they're local. We really like them a lot. They're super cool people. We have a lot of fun with them. No kissers. They're a no kiss couple. We hear that all the time. Oh my god! And you know what the weird thing they is? Me. The weird thing <laughs> is that it's actually kind of hot in a different way. Knowing what you can't do because that's their boundary. And I know a lot of a lot of people have that. It's like, oh no, we would never. We'd never go out with or play with a couple that's no kiss because, yep. you know, yep. and I love to kiss. Yep. He's a good kisser. Can you say that again, Mike? You're a good kisser. One more time. Make sure they got it. No. <laughs> Mrs. Charms. This shout out because she listens to them a lot. Oh, she does? Yeah. Hi, Mrs. Charms. She listens to us? Yeah, well, so we posted. We will give you swag for her to bring back from New Orleans Thank to you. give to her. So Mrs. Charms said. Oh, my God, tell me what episode, because I love them. <laughs> well, seriously, we will bring, give you stuff to bring back. It's a completely different type. It's, again, like we were talking about over dinner, it's, yeah. it's a different type of intimacy. Just like the BDSM is a type of intimacy, full swap is a type of intimacy, kissing is a type of intimacy. Even not being able to kiss is a type of intimacy. I don't and like it. It's, it's frustrating as hell. Yeah, but it's, it's also like kind of hot because she'll pinch my ass. I'll rub her boobs. We've gotten to a hot tub with them and wait, we're wait, wait. around. She is a choppy sub. She is oh, not yeah, as choppy as me, but she is oh, a choppy sub. <laughs> <laughs> so she totally like pokes Corey, and she'll be like, "Corey, do you want this? Oh, can't have it." Oh yeah, she. Oh, she, she's a she's a tease. tease. She's a tease. And it's wonderful yeah. fun because so, he never gets to know. So, so do you think, is it just the fact that you guys have only been together for a certain amount of time? I mean, why, from our point of view, watching you two, you could, be, you could have been married 20 years. I mean, you guys seem Aww, to go. You, got, you guys, I can't imagine either one of you with somebody else. Okay, so Rob moment. Um, Corey is... My soul, Corey. Yeah. Corey completes me in a different way 
We have been through some shit in the last year and a half. We've gone through a divorce. We've gone through buying the house. We've gone through moving twice. Getting married. Getting married and a lot of kid drama. So the only thing we haven't <laughs> dealt with We've is, got the t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like in all the movies, when you find your soulmate and the music plays, yeah, yeah, that's me and Core. Like Corey and I are, we're the wrong fairy tale. <laughs> well, let me just say this in terms of, I, I would never try to talk you guys into anything that I didn't really want a lot. No, I, I would never try to talk to you. <laughs> what never, are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, back what I was thinking about the way that we look at play with other couples in terms of our relationship Mm -hmm. and this it's hard to say this without it sounding cold just say it but we look at other couples that we play with as really good sex toys Mm -hmm. you know what I mean a good vibrator and if you can be if we can be sex toys for you yeah. So much the better. And that, so can we turn off the podcast now? Yes, like. indeed. We're never worried about each other developing a relationship with them. I mean, Mrs. Tango talked about a couple. And guys, you know who you are because we're, we're setting up dinner with you guys Monday night. We consider them friends. We really get along with them well. We chat with them throughout the year. But... There is never a worry on their part when he sees his wife making out with Mrs. Tango that she's going to run off with him. And I I think for couples that are successful in the lifestyle, realizing that it's your sex life, the way the BDSM is your sex life, if you play with another couple, I mean, that's the way we got into it. We kept expanding our sex life. We'd have sex on a balcony in Houston, you know, where people could watch. We would do all kind of things and just kept looking at kind of the next thing to do to expand our sex life. So as we went through our marriage, it never got, you know, just stale and boring. And this was almost like just kind of the next step in that. It makes sense. It is. This is, it, it makes sense here versus here. Yeah. I, Las Vegas was a lot for me. In what way? It was me sharing Corey and Corey's amazingness. And people, so we did not have sex with anyone, but I shared him BDSM with lots of people. And we still had some very intimate moments. Yes. Um, I can think of several, even non-BDSM moments that we had that were very intimate with people. They were extraordinarily memorable. And what I, I guess what I've learned, so... Here's something else we haven't mentioned. I have ED. I have a pretty yeah. significant case of ED. There's times when even this beautiful woman can't get me hard. Right. I can take pills, and sometimes they even work. Hmm? Oh, and she spoils me with her mouth, too. Yeah. Anyway. Talk to Jay. Um, he has You'll a shot. You'll get a shot. <laughs> I think I'm staying away from Jay. I'm scared. But so. But but in all seriousness. But what what... Where was I going with this? Does that does that make you reluctant to play? Thinking, I mean, is that where you were going? Oh with? no! Here's what where I was going with it. It 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 taught me that there's other ways 
to please people, to please right. women. And in the weirdest way, I'm almost grateful that I have erectile dysfunction because it forced me to learn other things. Sure. It forced me to learn to be better at oral. It forced me to learn how to use my fingers more than just, you know, I had to do more. Okay, wait a minute. I want to hear that sound effect again. I'm going to record that and put it on one of my little buttons here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's going on one of these. For all sound, eternity. That's going on one of my sound effect buttons. But there, there's so much more to it than just penis and vagina. We, we talked about that yeah. before, and that's yeah. part of what BDSM has taught me too, is there's so many other ways to be intimate that can be super pleasurable in a different way. And so it kind of took me out of my, out of my comfort zone and, and broadened my mind. And I, and I, and I'm, I'm kind of grateful for having ED. I'm not embarrassed by it at all. I think there's a lot of guys that could probably uh, up their game by having ED, right? It, it's interesting. I didn't realize ED was an issue because I was, I'm, I'm young. and he's like hey i'm like but you've always he is very very orally satisfied it's a good moment (laughs) have you ever uh, you you talk about you're going to desire you're going to naughty new orleans etc yeah this year is swinger fest 101 and you're going to a lot of swinger things have you ever thought about going to one of these things and not going as a BDSM couple? I try. And then he goes, hi. <laughs> Do you want to get flogged? I don't think I've ever said that. I'm pretty sure it is. If I'm not mistaken, you're the one who usually sets up the Because, people. I mean, from our chat, if the only thing that we knew about you was from the chat. You would never know. I would know that is something that you know how to do because I had teased about Mrs. Tango and, mm-hmm. and you said, Oh, we can, we could, we can introduce her. But I would have never guessed we're, we're sitting in a room with about 120 different floggers. Okay. It might be a slide. Slight. <laughs> but, 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 but you know what I mean? I would have never, there are enough to be into them for them to be intimidated. Yeah. In a good can way. I intimidate in a, you later? Uh, you still have rope on your arm, so it can't be too intimidating. But so, but, but you know what no. I mean. So I, we want, so we're going to go to Nani in New Orleans. We're going to have fun, but I hundred percent guarantee we end up in the dungeon. Yep. It is something that we are good at, and we enjoy. We both enjoy it, and it allows us. So in Las Vegas, people who said hell no said. We, well, they said, no, we would never do this back in February, and now in July. June. Hmm, June. Maybe we could try some of that. Can you give us some things to read? Well, Can you give us some tips and some pointers? Uh, let me just ask this. Do you feel like you're missing anything by not being in the lifestyle? I mean, you're in the lifestyle. By not being... So you're with girls. I mean, you're in the lifestyle. I... But in terms of being with another couple, playing with other couples. What I think you're saying is, are we missing anything by not being full swap? Not, are you missing, do you feel like you're missing anything? I used to feel that way, and I don't anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're I'm having fun. We are having so much fun. It is your sex life. The the intimacy that I shared with these beautiful, beautiful women in, in Las Vegas 
was overwhelmingly awe-inspiring. I lost myself in their eyes and with their lips several times. Okay, here's a really personal moment. We talked about aftercare earlier. I got to fulfill one of my all-time epic fantasies, not just once, but twice, within like an hour and a half. I had my wife laying her head on my right shoulder, stroking my chest. I had a beautiful blonde laying on my left shoulder, stroking my chest at the same time with their fingers intertwined. And then I got to do it again about an hour later with a unicorn with my (laughs) wife, the same situation. And, oh, my God, it was so beautiful. It was so intimate and so wonderful. You know what? I don't care that I didn't put my penis in either of their vaginas. It was so fantastic. I absolutely loved those two moments. They were snapshots. They were fantastic. And I'll never forget those moments. And the appreciation that I have for the the blonde's husband, he was there too. Yeah. And he was actually participating. And it was so beautiful and so overwhelmingly I would say that just listening to you too, that we know couples who do orgies the whole nine yards who don't sound nearly as connected as y'all are or as, ful- or as fulfilled as you two. I feel a hundred percent fulfilled. And One day I may put my penis in someone's vagina. Someone's penis may end up in her vagina too. It's Probably not, sooner than later in New Orleans. It's not, <laughs> but it's, it's not a goal that we're trying to shoot for. If yeah. it happens, it's fine. Uh, so like the Jones would say, it's full swap situational. And once the situation comes and it happens, fine. But we are not like, oh, my God, we've got a full swap. It's been so long. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? No. We are Honey, fully fulfilled. I love you. Mm-hmm. It can happen sooner than later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, in all seriousness, it is all about your own relationship. It is all about your own sex life. It is all about what makes you happy. I don't think you guys are missing a thing. I don't either. I'm, I'm, I'm super know. happy. I, you will do what you will do when you want to do it. And when the right time presents itself, it will be fantastic and phenomenal. And you, and you will know. Yes. I mean, we knew, don't you think when we talked about full swap, we knew that, that this couple was the couple that we needed to step forward with. And then afterwards, we knew that we had chosen wisely. And we knew that when we we talked about, okay, are we going to do this? We knew, okay, we're, we're ready. And I will tell you today, we could quit the lifestyle tomorrow. We could never play with another couple tomorrow. And we would still have a wonderful relationship and sex life. Would you miss it? So long as we kept the friends friendships going, no. I, you know, I would say, uh, would you miss something like Pirate Guy? Oh God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was all philosophical until I mentioned some some actuals. I mean, yeah. I mean, sure, we would. Best sex ever. <laughs> and you know what? Here, let me just. I mean, she 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 jokes about <laughs> about you know the best sex ever 
it doesn't bother me. So, Corey. Because he was freaking amazing. It's I, not that it's. So, I, okay, here's it, my philosophy. It, it's, it's a, it, was a, it was the best physical sex. And, and I am not worried about some guy that has a penis that looks like my forearm, right? And we have seen them. And we actually met somebody that... that uh, has a penis has, like a forearm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's scary. I mean, there, uh, there's just no... But would we miss it? Yeah, I mean, we would miss it. But would we feel like that there was something missing in our life? No. Okay. I guess I try and look at it and say, would I, would I change anything that happened? And I think back to all the, things that, all the things that we've done, and, and I feel really good about what the things that we've done. And like if, if you could go back and do a full swap with so-and-so, would you? No, because it was perfect the way it was. Yeah. And I'm, I'm super happy. I'm super fulfilled. And, and I'm, there are people in the lifestyle and I am convinced of this. They are there because there is something missing. Missing. Now, you probably did not listen to my last podcast. I did. Oh God, please no. Oh, the that was just your solo one. My yeah. Oh, that was, was fantastic. Amazing. Where I I where sang you yelled at the guy. Where, where I sang the song to the guy because yes. he said there was something missing the in our life. Song. Yeah, Mrs. Tango listened to that in horror. She was coming <laughs> back from. I loved it. We loved it. Um, Go ahead. It was funny. <laughs> I loved it. And she would have never let me do that if she'd have been there. But I, my... was, on, I was on my way to the funeral home. <laughs> you are kinky, Miss yeah, Tango. Well, she's got freaking rope wrapped around her. <laughs> she is officially kinky. You've got to get a picture of that. I'm going to get post a, it. I am going to get a picture and post that. Uh, and I'm going to send you guys pictures that I took awesome. of while we were here. Okay. Um, and if you want to post it on me, we you can post I can. it. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Just our face sitting on there, so that's fine. Cool. But but in you know, you know, the guy said to me, you know, there must be something deficient in your sex life, and I gave the response that I gave. And if any of yes. you if you want to hear what I said amazing. with my horrible singing, it's on the episode that is before this one, which is one or more to tango. But <laughs> I. Why the hell was he listening to, uh, to your podcast and hiding it from his wife? But, what? Uh, but that dude. But I, you know, I do think that there are people in the lifestyle because again, one of the things we talk about is well, the lifestyle is like this. It's people. It's people. It's like soyant green. Up. It's people. <laughs> and so I think one of the important things that we have to acknowledge is we can't judge. No. Right? However, we can judge douchebags who don't tell their wives. Well, that about. we can judge because that's before that's you lame. accuse me. Okay, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> Do you want me to break out the guitar? Uh, no, uh, but but in all seriousness, I think there's probably people in the lifestyle that do that because they do have a deficiency, and that's part and, of what. And if it works for fixing that deficiency, I'm not going to judge them. That's but, fine for them. But I will tell you the people that we know well that are in the lifestyle the that we know really well and and maybe that's kind of a self fulfilling thing because they're the kind of people that we would be friends with mm-hmm. I think every one of them, if something happened and they weren't in the lifestyle tomorrow, their marriages would be no more no less strong than they are 
today. Well, and I think you always have that memory. It's like, hey, remember back in Vegas when we went and did the, you know, that the thing? Oh, God, that was well, awesome. I mean, I, I mentioned the pirate. And, and she started <laughs> blushing, and her initials got hard, yeah, and yeah, yeah, she yeah. got a little yeah. wet. I mean, come on, sex is fun. And, Sex is amazing. And, uh, but I guess my two cents to you guys, and we're, I'm looking at our clock here, and I could go another hour, but nobody's going to listen that long. What are we up long. to? We're at 128.03. Holy cow. We can so talk. this will be one of the longer ones. You're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. Come say hi to us, please. You're supposed to say, when I say this will be one of the longer ones. That's what she said. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I'll see you later tonight. I, I learned something here that, I, I did not expect to learn tonight. that Miss Tingle likes rope. <laughs> well, that, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, you know, our, our two cents for you two is, you know, do what's right for you. It's you guys your, look amazing together. It's your sex life. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about your sex life. It's all about adding to your sex life. It is nothing to do with he needs another relationship with a woman. Uh, even the people that we play with a lot that we have, even, even Nick and Nora, I mean, they agree that we're really good friends. You add to. But we, we exactly. want to be their sex toys, and they're going to be our sex toys. Have you guys played with the male unicorn? The male unicorn? A male unicorn. Have you played with a we, male? We have not played with a single guy, but we're looking at that's one of the things – on our, we haven't done, but to we're going to do list. And I'm going to ask you one last question because it's on my freaking outline. And since I use none of it tonight. They use an outline, people, just so we're aware. You saw it, right? I did. Did we use it much? Not at Not all. Not a bit. I guess we've kind of talked about it. But are there things on your, I haven't tried that, but I want to list on your, I'm curious about that, but I'm not sure list. And your no freaking way in hell list. No freaking way in hell anyone has ever peeing on me. Yeah, none of, oh, that, gross. None of that gross stuff. <laughs> Any type of bodily um, fluid stuff. No what farm I animals. Try, no. Uh, what I want to try, what I'm super, super excited about trying is having a single female please you while I'm pleasing her. Mm. Yeah. Have we got the card game for you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. It's it's funny, before we started experimenting with a lifestyle and things, I had all these fantasies, but now that I'm in it, it's like I'm I just wanted to whatever happens happen, and yeah. and, and and it's and it's right. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so you you have to see Jenny, and she just kind of rolled her eyes at like he so just beige that shit here. Yeah, here I here I'm talking about. I want to go down on another woman while she's sucking your cock. And your answer is everything's great. Kumbaya, Kumbaya, <laughs> yeah. No, I. Of course, that sounds super fun. I'm all down for that. Yeah, but I, I'd be, I'd be down for you know, um, MFM as well. Does it matter that order oh, of I the? I also initial? want to try that, yeah. like that, like to be filled in a couple different places. <laughs> Hi, well, I'm yes. sorry. You have to say more about that. I, I'm good with like. The Eiffel Tower, is that what it's called? I, Mrs. Tingo, have you heard of the Eiffel Tower? Uh, that would be a new one on me. Two men standing up, both in your mouth. Oh, no, oh. you've got that wrong. Oh, she's done that. One is in your pussy, and one is in your mouth. 
No, and, that and, isn't and, and a nice. The guys, oh, they. And the guys high five. Oh. The single or the straight man knows what an Eiffel Tower is more than I do. Hell yeah! Uh, if you, I watch way more porn than you. She's she's done that. <laughs> done that. Been there? Was it amazing? A little bit. Yeah, I mean that was bit. that was card number forty two last week. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a podcast you guys will hear after you hear this podcast. Before we say goodnight for the evening, we wanted to let you know what happened after the microphones got turned off. We, we didn't come here with any expectations, nor did they have any. But as you could tell from the conversation, we were kind of intrigued by the whole thing. So the rope on your arm happened during the, during the podcast, conversation, right? and it, and So you guys have just heard that. And Explain to me how that felt. It was very sensual. Uh, I did not expect it. Uh, aside from sensual, I can't. I, I can't give you an explanation. Um, it was. Uh, it was very surprising to me when he started to tie this rope and use his fancy knots and talk about what he was doing. And she said, "How much you're going to like this?" And I'm watching, sitting next to you, thinking. It's a freaking piece of rope he's going to put around your forearm. And it was just a just a general I'm piece of rope. Sorry. That How could I'm that? imagining you they they bought at Michaels maybe. <laughs> she did say that hobby stores were great places for them, right? <laughs> they did. But the look on your face and I thought maybe you were just going along with it to be polite. Nope. Cuz it was just a rope around your forearm do you think it was the way he did it or your mindset or it could have been um the way the way he talked to me um in relationship to where he was standing and where i am could have been that but it was a surprise it was a surprise so after we said good night and the ending that you'll hear here in a few minutes. And push the red button to off. <laughs> uh, we, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, we don't have to go into all the details, but at, at one point, uh, you and her started making out as I was hugely turned on when he walked me in and I saw his collection of whiskeys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I had a huge erection just from looking at his, he had an amazing Bourbons. collection of expensive whiskeys and scotches and rye and, and some of which I've read about. But anyway, while we were looking at that, I saw you two making out and I thought, okay, that's kind of fun though, that we didn't know what to expect, especially after what we had talked to them about and their, 
their their lack of experience at what most people listening here would think of as the swinging lifestyle. I think one of the things that really threw us, and I just I talked to Nick of Nick and Nora this afternoon, and I was describing you know, what had happened. And, and I mentioned to him, I said, they're a little nervous about going to naughty in New Orleans. His comment was they're into BDSM and they're nervous. But it, as we learned Saturday night, BDSM and the lifestyle, while they sometimes go hand in hand, they are not necessarily the same thing. The part that we think of in the lifestyle and most of the people listening to think about here as the sex part, whether it's soft swap, full swap, but the oral, the penetrative, all of that, the BDSM part is just a whole different thing that from what I could gather and you experienced it, and that's what we're going to talk about here in a minute, it is all about providing sensations i had the sensations holy moly (laughs) so what happened was when we turned it off they asked and let's not worry about getting it all exactly right in detail and Corey and jenny please excuse us if we don't get it right because we were kind of in a daze you describe how we went from there to you actually starting to get to experience this well we left the two guys Jenny and I left the two guys um, to our whiskey, <laughs> ooing and eyeing of, over the bottles of of bourbon, and went back to the other room where all of the floggers, is that what they're called? Floggers? Yeah, that they had pulled out and showed us. Yeah, and they explained to, and you heard that, right? And I was fully clothed, and she asked but if you were naked under your clothes. I was. <laughs> Uh, soon I was period just naked, but, uh, she asked if she could hit me with one of these floggers. So she brought this big flogger across my back. Was it the one with all the leather, the, the soft suede with the loops and it was longer and she brought it across my back and with your clothes on, with my clothes on. And my upper thighs and my ass. and Okay, so now your perception of all this, even after listening to them, is still, I don't know about getting hit. Exactly. But from looking at your face, it was not the face of what I would have expected. <laughs> uh, there was not pain. Um, there only once in a while... During the, I don't know how long we we were doing this, but during the session, was there stinging? There was a couple times there was actual pain, but I let him know that that was not that that was that was too much too much red. There were yeah there were um, color signals red and yellow. And, um, and and they were so it, it 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 moved from her doing it to him. Yes, um, after the the initial strikes with the um, flogger, she said, "Okay, take off your pants." <laughs> I said, "What? Right here in the living room?" And uh, yeah, experienced swinger, you. <laughs> I know. I'm so smooth. <laughs> 
And uh, so I did. And she struck me a few more times with the same flogger. And then she asked if uh, Corey could step in. And beyond that, you're going to have to tell what happened because apparently, and I felt it, when you get into a flogging scene, it is it, it kind of takes your brain to a different level, and you kind of don't know what's going on, but you know what's going on. And Kind of like when we were talking about, she described it as a way for her to... Uh, we try meditation for it. Yeah. A way to completely close your mind off on all the 8 million side thoughts and everything else and just kind of get lost in the sensations, right? It was exactly that. So I'll, I'll explain since you were kind of lost in those sensations and you can talk about the feelings. They had you lean over onto a big chair. So you were kind of leaned forward. And she was like, like I was doing a plank sort of, kind of. Yeah, on a chair. Uh, but your feet were on the ground. You were still standing up, mm-hmm. but you were leaned over on the back of the chair for support. Uh, she was facing you, and uh, I think she was holding your hands. She was. And I saw you two looking at each other, and. He was just doing all of the different moves and going from, and he was, his voice was very smooth and calming. And he said, okay, this is what we're going to do next. This is what you're going to feel. He was really paying attention to your response. And you were, you look like you were blissful, (laughs) which again is not anything I think you'd have ever expected from that it was totally unexpected and i mean I, my guess my guess would have been that you would have expected i wonder if amazon sells the <laughs> you know my guess would have been based on us being together a long time you were thinking more along the lines of let's say we're playing with some people in the room or in a group room and somebody just takes their hand and gives you a whack on the butt and you've got a kind of a sharp pain sensation that I wasn't he did do that and that I wasn't such a fan of yeah but he used all those different floggers with all the different textures and then he would combine that with almost like a massage running his hand up Mm -hmm. he was putting his head up next to you and and using his breath on you as a contrast which you really really liked that was that was good and we may even play just a very short clip of some of the sounds of what was going oh, on. That, yeah, that's right. We did take... Put, we just put the mic on a table to hear.
what really surprised me, and I assume it surprised you, you were really, really, really turned on by all of this. I was. We had to wipe down their their, <laughs> their, their, their furniture. Oh, you were, because you were wet. Oh, yes. I mean, big time. When they gave you all the sensations, and I think he told you if you ever do this with a professional, you can tell them that you were in that about a 15% range, 15 or 20% range. So You're going to have he, to go with that. Yeah, he, he said if you go with somebody else, you can tell them I'm at about a 15%. Okay. And uh, so it was on the lighter end, although it can sound. I, again, the sounds, I think, don't match the feeling because some of these are soft. They just make a lot of noise. So after there is a thing in in this world called aftercare, and it is very important where you're just loved and nurtured. Um, they got me something to drink and wrapped me up in a real soft blanket and just kind of held me, oh, in chocolate. And I had to work for the chocolate. <laughs> and he fed that to you by hand. He did. Again, it was still a very... Um, very sensual. The, very... Even that part was just very, very sensual, the way both of them kind of cuddled you there in that blanket with the chocolate, something to drink. You just looked like a wet puddle of happiness. I was a wet puddle. (laughs) Yeah, that's why you had to clean their leather furniture, right? The takeaway is that this isn't necessarily a part of the sexual interaction with between people but it is sexual does that make sense it's actually i think it is in many ways far more sensual than sexual you know what i mean literally right yes it the the, go ahead there was nothing inherently sexual about the flogging part, but it was very sensual. Yeah, it, it's hard to describe, right? Yeah. Because it was very, very sensual. And so, you say it wasn't sexual, but you were so wet that you, you they, we had to get towels to mop up. <laughs> but it, it is very, very sensual. And again, I think listening to them and you having experienced, I would just challenge all of our listeners here to open your mind up a little bit about the BDSM. We thought we knew what it was all about. We were wrong. We've had people explain to us what it's all about, but I would say if you have even the least bit of interest, find somebody that you really, really trust and give it a try because we would have never, ever expected to enjoy it that much. Now, you did it all. I'm the chicken. I sat and enjoyed watching you. But it's okay. It fed my um, exhibitionist side. <laughs> it did. So with that, we'll go on to the good nights. And uh, um, thank you for listening as, as far as you have. And I hope everybody learned a little something. If you have any questions about all of this, do send us an email. And we will basically uh, take all your questions to 
Jenny and Corey and have them answer them. <laughs> I think we'll need to do a follow-up interview with them at some point. Probably so. So. Darn what we do for our listeners. Thank you. And now we'll go to our close. A couple of things that we do just for kind of our housekeeping here. You will be at Naughty in New Orleans. We will. Come say hi. And you're going to be there what day you showed up? Tuesday. And you're leaving Sunday. Sunday. And their real name is... uh, Jenny and Corey, but we're handing out cards calling us the bridge. Bridging, swinging, and BDSM. The bridge? The bridge. Bridging, swinging, and BDSM. They've already got a podcast name. Aww. Aww. And so they will be at Naughty New Orleans. And I would just say if somebody listens to this and they want to reach out to you before Naughty. Corey and Jenny, J-E-N-I, at at gmail.com. Corey and Jenny, C-O-R-I. No, C-O-R-Y. C-O-R-Y, A-N-D. J-E-N-I. J-E-N-I. And I'll I'll put that in our show notes. At gmail.com. So if you want to, if you're interested in what they were talking about and you just want to shoot them an email, shoot them an email at that. If you want to talk to us, we are at tango at two or more to tango.com. We will, all four of us will be at naughty new Orleans on what's the date for naughty. I know, you know, I have no idea. July 24th, July. And we'll be on there on Wednesday. We'll be there on Monday. You'll be there on Tuesday. Tuesday, can we be the welcoming community, Mrs. Tango? Can we we just welcome everyone that walks in? Absolutely. We will will connect with you, too, and as people come in. We're the kissing community. uh, You can just make out with every person that walks in the door. Everyone needs a friendly hello. I agree with that completely. I think I love Jenny. I'm in love with Mrs. Tango. I think it it may just be the rope on your arm. (laughs) And so that's kind of a long podcast tonight. Again, we're at Tango at tourmortotango.com. We're on Twitter at tourmortotango with the number I two. Think you said that. And are you guys on Twitter? We're not. Yes, we're, we're, we are. We are. We're the Bridges. <laughs> Is that your actual Twitter name? Yes. I'm going to look that up when we're I done. Think we're friends. We're terrible, we're terrible, friends. terrible at social media. Yeah, well, so much. That's going to be you. Well, once you have your podcast, you're going to get a lot better at that. And with that, peace out. Good night. Good night. Good night. Jenny. Good night. Mrs. Tango. Bye. And goodbye from Mr. Tango. And we'll see you guys in New Orleans. Love your music.
thank you guys for letting us share our story. Yeah, this is awesome. I, I will tell you, this has been the easiest podcast we've ever done. <laughs> and it is it has been amazing. We didn't use any of our pre planned signals to say, okay, we need to get the hell out of here. What are those? Do I want to know. Do, do you have signals? Oh yes. Tell us your, no, we can't tell your no, signals. Can on. you tell us? After yours? we turn things off. Okay, fair. We can tell <laughs> signals. Because if we tell them on here, then everybody everybody know. Know. you're gonna get to New Orleans and as as soon as you're sitting with a couple and having drinks and you look at him and say the moon is certainly full tonight. <laughs> or, a red fox flew over. Yeah. The... <laughs> or hootie hoo, hootie hoo. <laughs> They're gonna know what your signals are. We we'll were talk about so those. Nervous. I looked at him. I'm like, so we invited some podcasters to stay at our house tonight, and we've never met them before. I had no idea on the stuff that you're talking about. And I think that a lot of people have such misconceptions. And who knew rope? <laughs> <laughs> she still has the rope on her arm. i got to take a picture of that. And, no, and... because when we take it off, she's going to come. <laughs> oh, really? It's amazing okay. when it comes off. Okay, I, I have a feeling that we're never going to stop this podcast. Okay, let's stop so, so we can take off the rope. Let's take off the rope. <laughs>